We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hi, Christina here. Before the episode starts, I just want to give a trigger warning. We do discuss a true crime case from the 1960s that involves child trafficking and sexual assault, including sexual assault of minors. If that is something you cannot listen to, feel free to skip this episode. And one more thing, since I have you here, uh, just a couple of announcements. If you are listening the day of release, Friday the 20th, we are doing... By we, I mean me, Christina. I'm doing a stream over on Twitch with the Shaken Not Scared podcast. We are going to be playing Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia is a ghost hunting game, which I am not very good at and I die a lot. And it's pretty scary. Uh, If that sounds like something that you want to join and chat and hang out with us, then go over to twitch.tv slash spooky underscore Christina. That's going to be in the show notes. And also, if you want to join for movie nights, which I promise we are bringing back in 2023, then uh, you can follow on Twitch and you'll get notified when we go live for movie nights as well. Again, that's going to be Friday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're free and you want to come pop in, say hi, watch a game of Phasmophobia, go ahead and do that. All right, that's enough announcements. Uh, We're going to go on to the episode. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Christina and Carmen. And that's right. No MJ today, but uh, the lovely unofficial official guest co-host my twin carmen (laughs) has joined us today and this will be a short shorter episode i'm just going to be telling her a listener story and then a true crime ooh, cult case cult i love hearing about cults i know we love cults though (laughs) yes uh mj will be back next episode she just had some uh stuff to do this weekend and so she could not join us and yeah, before we get into all that, Carmen, uh, someone mentioned you in a five-star review. Oh, um, you sent it yeah, to me and I was like, um, I thank you so very much. As the unofficial official guest of a Spooky Tales, I very much appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for, uh, we had like three people leave five-star reviews this past week. Thank you Woo-hoo. so much. Uh, it feels really nice after having someone leave a one-star review saying that the Christmas bonus episode that's not part of our normal episodes was Choro. So <laughs> <laughs> I will say those are different. They are. Yeah. So was, I, uh... <laughs> I still like that. I still listen to it. But as someone who is like used to listening to you and MJ. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah understandable. I mean, yeah. It's not like a one-star, but <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> but it was a different. But it was a two-star. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but was it Choro? Is no, no, question. no. It wasn't Choro. <laughs> Last time I'm doing a, a Christmas special. No, I'm just kidding. But there, but there's no need to leave a review based on one episode. That's not even like a typical episode. You know what I yeah, mean? Like that's what was like. Oh my yeah. god! Like I get it. I I would have skipped that too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, let's do this now. Okay. Um. Sorry. Where was I even? Oh, yeah, cults. That's what we're talking about today, a cult. But before we do all that, okay, so yeah, listener story. If you have any stories that you want to send into the podcast, you can email at at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voice note, we've had one person do it and it was fantastic. That was um, fun. Um, I want to listen to that again. Yeah. Um, if you have a story that you want to tell yourself, send it as a voice note attached to the email. You can also leave a voicemail directly on our website. And you know what? I'm going to set up this. You can leave this number and it'll go straight to voicemail. I have a Google phone number that I forgot about. Let me go here. Okay. If you want to leave us a voicemail, so you call this number and you just, it's going to go straight to voicemail. I'm not going to answer because honestly, I don't know why. If I have to make important phone calls, I hate doing it. If someone calls me, I'll answer. That's fine. But I just hate calling people now. Um, except Ugh, for you guys. I hate calling people too. Um, yeah, just in I general. get like uh existent like i just get like a um, not a panic attack no, i used to get anxious now it's just like i just don't want to do it and i have to do okay. it all the time and i'm like <sighs> yeah i'll do it for work i know but, but i, I, don't I think want it's, to. maybe it's because i do it so much for work that mm. if i have to call and make an appointment 
I will put that shit off for months. <laughs> um, if I can schedule an appointment online, that is not a problem. Everywhere I will do should that. have that option. Um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, but if I have to call and, and do it myself, uh, no, it's not happening. If you call me and schedule an appointment, that's fine. I'm doing it. <laughs> I have to call. No. So you can call this number. I will not answer. It will go straight to voicemail. You're going to hear a little message like, hi, this is the a spooky hotline. If you have a spooky story for us, leave this message. Leave a message after the tone. That's what it's going to say or something similar. I haven't recorded the voicemail yet. I will. <laughs> but you can call this number and it's going to go straight to voicemail. So it's 360-836-4486. And you can leave your message on there. And it's going to be in the show notes as well. Um, so again, that's if you want to leave us a message and we'll play it as a listener's story. If you don't want to talk and you just want to type it up, that's fine too. Just email us at spookytoes.gmail.com. You can leave it on our Discord or as a message on any of our socials. Um, that reminds me, I got a message, an email from someone saying that they had a really cool Cadejo story that everyone wants to hear. And then I was like, okay, well, what is it? I, I want to hear it now that you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. And then they haven't replied. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you see how Milo turned around when you said they haven't replied? <laughs> Milo's concerned. Yeah, and then they they said He's like, no, "Where sorry, is they your Cadejo story? Where is yeah. it?" <laughs> they replied and said, "It's better when I tell it, but I'll I'll see if I type it up." And I was like, "Oh my god, what?" I'm sorry. What is that word? Um. <laughs> then mm. I was like, "Yeah, if you want to tell it, you can send it in a voice note. That's fine." Yeah, but, like, I want the story now. It's just like messing with you now, like yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm not too proud to beg for the story. So I did reply and I'm like, okay, where is it? Like, <laughs> and if you're listening to this, please send I'm your story. Still waiting, um, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, a tease. That's the word I was trying to think of. That, yeah, they're they are doing that seriously. Okay, so here's this listener's story. So, my little sister is maybe two and a half or three years younger than me. Parentheses. I can't math. And she was always the way more introverted one, right from birth, pretty much. To the point where she, when she was a toddler, my dad insisted on getting her tested for some kind of disability because she was completely nonverbal. Mom and I understood that she just didn't want to talk. We both overheard her when she was a little baby babbling way away to grandma before she passed. Sometimes when she'd stub her toe and we'd hear a little owie. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> owie. When she was asked to put her toys away or something, she'd do it, even if it was hollered from another room. So she clearly wasn't using body language or basic lip reading skills. Yeah, like she understood yeah. what was being asked of her. Yeah, okay, makes sense. She forward to when I'm about seven or eight years old. So she's somewhere around four or five. I wake up to the sound of a little kid chatting away. Just kid stuff, talking about the puppy, dinosaurs, etc. Obviously, my sister and I share a room, so I look down to the bottom bunk, and she's sitting at the foot of the bed facing the door. Oh, there's no one there. <laughs> I look up to the doorway, and there's a figure there. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but all I can see is a silhouette of a petite little woman. Almost all the women in my family are bigger, and I don't mean chubby. Barrel-chested, broad-shouldered, white hips, brick house-built women, except for one or two ladies who married into the bloodline here and there. I'm sorry, that's such a weird way of phrasing it. Married into the bloodline. Okay, go on. Married into the family would have been like, Okay, better, royal. <laughs> okay, Queen Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> okay, Queen Elizabeth. I'm just kidding. I'm not making fun of this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you are. Wow. I'm considering cutting that out. Let me continue now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Carmen will not be here to make fun of future listeners' stories. She has been fired after this episode because she's making fun of you guys. Uh, of you all. <laughs> Okay, so I'm laying there shocked at hearing my sister not only talk, but speak in complete sentences and everything. I want to say something, but I can feel this figure look up at me. Oh my God. Which is weird because I can't see a face. Ooh. But then my sister stops talking and looks up at me too. Cue spine shivering cold down my back and me scooting back to the wall and covering up with the blankets and pillows. The last thing I hear from the bottom bunk are my sis is my sister scooting to her little nest of blankets and pillows, whispering, Good night, Grandma. Oh. Good night, Grandma. So okay, that's it started scary. out scary, but this is cute. The, okay, just, so I thought it was the grandma like right away, but then she said all the women in her family are tall. So then I'm like, okay, then it's not the grandma. 
Maybe the grandma like chose what she wanted to look like uh, in the afterlife. And she's like, I'm going to look, I'm going to be tiny. I was tall in life. Let me try to be short in the afterlife. Yeah. Right. I'm going to experience the short ghost life. I'm going to do the opposite. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of when mommy or mom told us that um, after her grandpa passed away, uh, we woke up one day and we were like, we looked at his picture and we were like, oh, he visited us yeah. last night. And of course it was, it's like weird to think about, but I don't think it's scary. I think it's, I think it's sweet. Yeah. 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 I was never scared so, when yeah. she told us. I was just like, I think like I got chills, but just from how like emotional it was, emotional it was like hearing that, like our great grandpa found a way to visit us from the afterlife. <laughs> and that's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, now we're going to leave the cute and adorable. And we're going to talk about a uh, cult. <laughs> Fun. And uh, I have talked about this on Patreon so long ago. And however, when I did this on Patreon, it was one of my first like solo episodes. And I did not know how to write a proper script by myself. Like for me doing a topic without anyone else. I feel and like it I has to be hard. It. I don't even like listening yeah. to that much solo. <laughs> yeah same um i listened to a few but not a lot um and it was like a 15 minute episode because i didn't know what i was doing so i'm gonna do it again with you here because i know carmen likes cults redemption act yeah this is my yeah i'm i'm redeeming myself so for patrons this is you're gonna hear it again but uh this is better i have also added things that i left out in my original covering of this so um, however, sometimes the way this is told, it's called a sect, not a cult. And what is the difference between a sect and a cult? Because I don't know. Do you know? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me. No, I thought maybe you would know. Maybe sects are like religious because I've always heard like religious sect. Oh, maybe that's it. Should I should Google, I Google it or should we go with that? <laughs> oh, I think they're interchangeable. So a sect is a deviant religious organization with traditional beliefs and practices a cult is a deviant organization with novel beliefs and practices. Like new? So one is new and one is traditional. But I think they're almost used interchangeably, honestly. Difference between .net says... <laughs> I didn't know that was a website. A sect is a small body or group of people who separated from a larger established group. No, this is a cult. Oh, isn't that what a sect is? Yeah, when they um, um, separate, break off. Yes, I think a cult can be a sect, but a sect, no, heart, the other way around. Not this again. You just went through this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a sect with... <laughs> can come from a cult, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but a but cult, cult. can come from a sect. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your new way of explaining everything. <laughs> yes. An egg can come from a chicken, but a chick, no, oh, that one's wrong. Never mind. Oh, well. <laughs> But a chicken cannot come from an oak. No, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now that we understand the difference, now that I understand the difference between a sect and a cult, let's start this. Have you heard? And I hope that you haven't heard this because I'm going to be mad as fuck if you have. We'll see. Have you heard of? Have you heard of the high priestess of blood? No. Okay. So I was going to yes. lie and say, yeah, but the name threw me off. So I couldn't like, it's weird. <laughs> It's already like a culty name right off the bat. Yeah, well, that's what she became known as. So Magdalena Solis, uh, she uh, she was known as la sacerdotisa de sangre or high priestess of blood. Um, and before we get into her, um, this takes place in Yerba Buena, which is in San Luis Potosí, Mexico, near Monterrey. Uh, however, it's kind of in between Tamaulipas and, and San Luis Potosí because it's in like the mountainous area. So Yerba Buena is a very small town currently with 154 inhabitants. Back when this took place in the 1960s, it was about just over 50 people, uh, about 20 families. Um, so it wasn't really even a town. It was more like a um, community, like a <laughs> random, a, like a commune, oh, okay. not like a culty commune. Like, yeah, but like yeah. a commune where people work together, they, they, and they made their living through farming okay. um, all together. It was like a community farm almost. So this whole area of San Luis Potosí is mountainous with small pueblos along the way. Uh, Yerba Buena at the time was one of the bigger pueblos and still currently is. It's And I mean, it was one of the bigger ones with 50 people at the time. Like just that really sets the uh, the picture there, I think. 
and it's also um yeah like i said mountainous so the altitude here is like over six thousand feet so you know this small little quiet pueblo was just chilling living life and then these two brothers um, their names are santos hernandez and cayetano hernandez cayetano cayetano yeah like like an old name yeah yeah and this is the 1960s like you would have thought just based on his name it was older than that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um they were a pair of scamming brothers who traveled around the rural parts of mexico looking for easy targets and in 1962 they came upon yerba buena and let me repeat yerba buena is a like a group of 20 families it's very small and there's also like there's no schools there's no police force there's no church there's no electricity they made a living as farmers and so to them they were like wow this is an easy target however they didn't have like any money to give them right um so i was like what are they gonna do because like they're a pair of scammers they're in it for like the money well some scammers are in it for the power Okay, well, that must have been the case with them because, because yeah. So they they uh, decided that this was going to be their next target. And the Hernandez brothers claimed to be, or they told the people of Yerba Buena that they were the descendants of Incan gods. And then they told <laughs> your face. Feels very El Dorado. El Do- yes, exactly like that. You know, you know, they... They were, like, in the wrong... They should have went with, like, you know, Aztec, like, Mexica. Oh, they had the wrong... They had the whole wrong uh, (laughs) continent here. Um, Because... That's right, (laughs) huh? Yeah, because the Incas were, you know, in, you know, modern-day Peru, South America... And they are in Mexico, but however, whatever, they went with it. And um, so they told the people of Yerba Buena that if they obeyed them, they would be rewarded in riches, specifically gold from nearby caves. And they also said that the Incan gods would come down to earth. And if the people of Yerba Buena didn't like uh, join them, they would be punished. Um, And because the brothers were also scammers, to me, something that is very scammy is like magicians. (laughs) Yeah. So they used they used, you know, magic tricks, sleight of hand tricks to fool these people into believing they were truly gods. And if you've never seen magic tricks or sleight of hand tricks, like, yeah, you're going to believe it. Um, Yeah. It's until you learn like, oh, this stuff isn't real. I mean, people believe that Chris Angel guy. And that was, the, you know, (laughs) that was that was like recent. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they they were fooled in this. That's how they got them to really believe that they were supposedly gods. Um, And I think before we continue, I want to really, you know, emphasize this was an impoverished, impoverished town. And even, you know, ever since colonization, there have always been rumors and legends of caves filled with gold. Yeah. And so these people that could, you know, had these tricks, these magic tricks are promising this supposed gold that everyone has always heard there's gold here. Uh, that's not new. So, yeah, I don't think it's far-fetched that they believe them because I did listen to some other podcasts covering this and they were just like... They're calling the people dumb. Basically, not but like, like we, like we a, don't victim blame people who fall yeah. in, for scammers and who fall, you know, into cults and stuff. That only yeah. brings shame, which leads people to not seek help, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, people were like, they were, they were like, these were illiterate people who were just, uh, right. yeah, when they covered this. I don't personally know, you know, knowing how superstitious all of like everyone in mexico can be or even we are we're definitely not a little stitious (laughs) yeah like michael scott said (laughs) not a little stitious pretty stitious um yeah i don't think it's far-fetched that they fell for this at all and caves are also they have always been known as sacred places you know not so much now because of all the legends of the devil and <laughs> hiding in the caves, caves and shit. yeah and gold um but they were always sacred places they were believed to be homes of certain deities so mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't think it's far-fetched that they believe this at all so i'm not back to the brothers because i wanted to just mention that really quick so the brothers would perform rituals and then they would demand offerings uh and worship during these rituals and uh, they also gave people weed and uh peyote mm. Yeah, which uh, 
during these rituals. And the townspeople, they gave them everything, like everything they had, food, resources. At some point, they had like nothing left to give. And that's when the Hernanes brothers essentially began to like enslave these people, forcing them to do whatever they wanted. One of the many things, and sorry, at the top of this, I mean, I'm going to mention a trigger warning. And then I'm going to mention one now because this mentions um, rape and child trafficking. Oh, incest and sexual assault so yeah so um one of the many things that the brothers forced the people of yerba buena to do was give them the 14 year old girls of the village so they could because they 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 claimed that they had to teach them about sex oh my god what the fuck yeah and then the brothers after they were done they were like over these 14 year olds they would uh traffic them to Monterrey, where then they would, you know, sell them and then they would be forced into sex work. Oh, my God. Not uh, not good at all. So, uh, yeah, they were trafficking 14-year-olds. Then the brothers also began to demand uh, sex from anyone in the village. And before this, they weren't incorporating it into their rituals, but, you know, then they began to do so. But, you know, a, a, a few weeks had gone by um or even months i want to say a few months had gone by and like the people were doing all this but they weren't getting anything out of it mm-hmm. they these gods supposed gods had promised riches and they weren't seeing these riches they were like okay where's the gold uh so people began questioning the brothers and the brothers they were like no no uh we are gods we're gonna prove it to you we're gonna bring a goddess with us um mm. but you know the other people uh, they didn't want a goddess they wanted the gold right mm-hmm. <laughs> but they couldn't give that so that's when they you know were like we're gonna bring a goddess to prove to you that we are gods and so they left and they went to monterrey which is the biggest city nearby and they found themselves a goddess in monterrey I think through the trafficking of the girls, they knew, you know, other people in the same field as them, uh, the fields of criminal criminality. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so they uh, they found a woman named Magdalena Solis and Magdalena Solis. She was born into a very poor family and also dysfunctional family. She was forced into sex work at a very young age, possibly as young as 12. Oh. And. I don't know who initially forced her into this work, but when the Hernandez brothers found her, her brother was the one, quote unquote, managing her sex work. So essentially he was her pimp. Mm -hmm. You know, if we still, I don't know. I don't know another word for pimp. So Uh, I don't know either. Yeah. Manager. (laughs) Sex work manager. Yeah. So he was the one doing this. Uh, She was also a part time scammer. She would dabble in the occult and the paranormal and would, you know, pretend to read. Because, you know, people can read cards. This is a thing people do. Mm-hmm. However, she would pretend to read cards and then lie about what the <laughs> cards were saying um, to give to really tell people what they wanted to hear. And which is and some can argue that this is what all tarot cards, mm-hmm. card readers do. But no, not really. They tell you like, I mean, some people do it differently, right? Yeah, I, I know scam. that this is like a yeah. real thing, but I guess to like the lay person, you can go to anyone and you wouldn't fucking know the difference, honestly, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I think it's a very easy world for scammers to yeah yeah prey exactly. Upon mm-hmm. And that's what she was doing too. Aside from the sex work that she was, I don't know if she. I think at this point she was no longer forced into it, but it's really all she knew. So yeah. So not an not an easy life. Um, but also she was uh, scamming people as well. Um, so when the brothers told her and her own brother, because he honestly, she could have done this without her brother, but I think he was also coercing her into a lot of it. So mm-hmm. he was he had to also be part of this, basically. So uh, the her and her brother accepted the Hernandez's brother's offer when they heard it. Like, you need to pretend to be a goddess because we're trying to keep up this lie. You'll be in on it. You'll get some of the cut, you know, whatever. So they quickly agreed. It's, it was like right up their alley, if not a step up from what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to our little haunted break. I want to give a shout out to the amazing patrons supporting us over on Patreon. 
and especially our newest patrons, Nacho Mama and Muna. And wow, we are at 21 patrons. Thank you again. And thank you to the rest of our patrons. Nelly, Alex and Asriel, Maribel, Gina, Mimi, Diana, Ashes, and Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Perla, Jesenia, Dalia, Rene, Iris, Ghostrin, and Madtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash Tales. You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, no mames, super serious and spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry. If you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. So they travel to Yerba Buena together. The Hernandez brothers, Magdalena Solis, and then Magdalena's brother, whose name I didn't even write down. Oh, I was just going to (laughs) ask. I don't know who cares. Yeah, who cares? Um, So the brothers got back to Yerba Buena and they told the townspeople that there was going to be a ritual. And then during this ritual, that's they had to do this ritual for the goddess to appear. So nighttime came, they started the ritual. And during the during this, they created like a smoke screen and Magdalena appeared during the smoke screen to make the whole thing look real. Right. And yeah, if you've never seen these things like, yeah, it's going to look real. Yeah. So. She was pretending to be the goddess Guadalique. And I got to say, a lot of these podcasts that we're covering the story, none of them are Spanish speaking or oh. people that know Spanish. And so the hearing them say, quote unquote, was horrifying to my ears. And I don't, I don't I mean like, I no, um, Kuatlikui is, oh, is God. What, I, <laughs> what I kept hearing. Kuatlikui. There's one guy. On YouTube, I found who was covering this. Cody um, Q, I guess. Cody Q, Curly Q. No. He, he didn't even try. He was just like, no. Like, and I, I mean, you know, I respect that. I think that's, yeah. I think that's better. Um, and he, honestly, I've got to check out more of his um, YouTube. Uh, what was he, it? I don't, I'm going to tell you the name of it. Because I didn't, I didn't know about this. But I will be honest, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. Um, but he also has a podcast, apparently. And it's oh. the same thing. Except that YouTube has extra, like, sound effects and oh. pictures and videos and stuff. But let me go. Let me go to it. It's in my history. Um, just because you know what? It's a fun page. It is. Um, okay. The casual criminalist. Hmm. Never heard of it, but yeah, I came across this video, and I will be checking more of that out. But yeah, he was like, "No, I'm not even trying this." <laughs> and so they just put the name up on the screen. Um, but yeah, Gualique is the <laughs> goddess. Um, and you know. So they said they were Inca gods, right? And so they really should have chosen her to be an Inca goddess, supposedly. So it doesn't even match up. No, it doesn't match up. But they didn't know. The townspeople didn't know. And that's mm. who, that's what mattered. They were going to fool yeah. the townspeople. And they did. And so I think because uh, Magdalena is from Mexico and she was aware of, like, some of the, you know, mythology or mm. Mexica mythology, um, she chose Cuatlicue. That, that's who she was going to be. And then they had to explain her brother because he was also there. <laughs> so they said he was another high priest. Oh my God. So now there's three high priests. And then there's uh, Magdalena pretending to be Gualicue. So uh, Magdalena, I don't know. I don't know if she like began to really believe that she was Gualicue or if she was just super power hungry and just it, it, things got very out of hand after this. Oh, <laughs> So Magdalena Solis began to demand more from the followers. If rituals were already getting bad with the Hernandez brothers, they were like way worse with Magdalena. She drugged everyone. And I think that the brothers, they made the the peyote and the weed optional. She mm-hmm. forced everyone into it. Um, she So she drugged everyone out of... Yikes. Yeah. And then she demanded bestie. Oh my god, I can't say that word what? here. So, um, bestiality. Oh, bestia. No, <laughs> bestiality. That sounds wrong. Bestiality. Okay. No? Well, bestiality. Isn't that oh, right? It's not like bestiality. No. 
Beast- Let me restart this. I don't think it's beast- bestiality. bestiality. I think it's bestiality. Bestiality. Okay. She forced people to have sex with animals. God. Mm-hmm. And then she also forced them to do animal sacrifices. Then would force them to drink the blood of these sacrificed animals. They were not drinking blood before this. <laughs> wow. Um, and then she also forced during these rituals, she forced the sexual assault of children. Oh my god! And people to do like incest, incestual <gasps> things, which the brothers were not doing. Um, and she, you know, she justified all this because she was like, "Oh, this was like regular practice under the Aztecs, so like we need to do it too." And you know, people that don't know about what during. Mexica rituals like this only the top 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 people were the ones maybe drinking a little bit of blood it wasn't a lot mm-hmm. the same thing with like eating people right because they were say oh oh you know the truth about pozole it, it came from people being cooked and it's like oh, you guys you need to stop just googling things and saying whatever there's a tiktok going around us and like oh here's the truth about pozole but it's like no all these and they were like the not royals because royals is not the right word but basically if you were to take the most highest powerful people elite yes if the elite were the ones doing this and it was always in smaller amounts like Mm. um so yeah they were not chugging cups of blood as magdalena solis was saying (laughs) um so she was making everyone chug a lot of blood and herself i don't she must have been drinking it too i would assume Yikes. yeah she would also like force people to just cut themselves in front of her and like pour that into a cup and mix that with drugs heavy stuff if followers dared to question her they were beaten burned or lynched none of this the brothers were bad but they were not doing this this is like next level mm-hmm. so this was not their cult anymore. This was now Magdalena's cult. When two people asked to leave the cult, they were beaten, then they were lynched, and then their blood was used in... Sorry, they were then they were killed. And then their blood was used in that night's ritual. Um, this really cemented the belief that you could not leave this cult anymore. So yeah. if they were afraid before... No, they, they were, were like, even more afraid. Exactly. So that's where we leave the cult. Now we're just going to go... Away from the cult for a second. So sometime in May, a young boy named Sebastián Guerrero, he was walking. Um, just like, you know, a, a routine walk for him. Where was he at? Oh, he was near the pueblo. Okay, okay. Near Yerba Buena. He was from another, one of those other small nearby pueblos that I mentioned were just along the mountainous yeah. area, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was just walking, uh, like a normal thing for him, right? And... um. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it, this is going where you think it's going, I think. So he heard noises coming from one of the caves. Noises like uh, like screams, like something wild was happening. And he decided to see what was going on. Uh, so he, you know, he walked closer and he went inside um, a little bit, uh, uh, like a few feet inside. He was doing this quietly so that he wouldn't be noticed and he stopped somewhere you know looked inside hid behind a rock and what he saw was horrifying he saw the villagers some were naked some were having sex others were passing around a chalice a big chalice filled with red fluid he looked past them and then he saw a woman uh, standing above the villagers and in her hand there was a heart still bleeding. She was holding a bleeding heart and then standing, she was... What the fuck? <laughs> Just imagine fucking walking into that. Wild. So she was standing over him, right? Holding his heart. And then below, this man was on an altar and, you know, his heart missing. And and Sebastian Guerrero saw this. Oh my God. He's 14. Like, um, I'd be traumatized for life. I would have thrown up <laughs> on sight. I would have died on sight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so Sebastian Guerrero, horrified, backed out of the cave and then ran. He ran for 15 miles. Oh, my God. That's like. What's a marathon? I thought I thought they were going to kidnap him. <laughs> uh, not yet. No. Oh! <laughs> 
Uh, so whatever. He ran like a half marathon, basically. Oh my god, no! So he he got to the police station and he went inside and he told the police officers what he'd seen. He said, and you know, I probably would have said the same thing. He said vampires. They didn't believe him. No, because oh. you know, he said. I saw vampires. Well, how was he supposed to know these were like actual people? Because exactly. actual people don't do this shit. <laughs> yeah. So he saw. He said he saw vampires drinking in a bl- drinking blood in a cave, and they they laughed. They oh, laughed him off. My God. But because he looked so horrified and scared, one officer, Luis Martinez, decided that he would check it out with Sebastian, like to sh- because he, I guess Sebastian needed to show him where the cave was, mm. and uh, so only he went by himself with. A 14-year-old boy. Mm, it's not going to go well. No, it's not. <sighs> they got in his car and they drove to the cave. Sebastián Guerrero and Luis Martínez, the police officer, they were never seen again. They did not return. Oh, my God. And the other cops didn't even know where to go look for him, right? Really? Not really? They knew a general area. Okay. And so because they knew a general area and the boy and the officer failed to return, they went searching. And so they looked around this general area until they found Yerba Buena. They found the farmhouse that the Solis and the Hernandez siblings were staying in. And when they found the farmhouse, the Hernandez siblings and the Solis siblings, they were both in the four set of siblings were in there is what I'm trying to say. The Solis, the Solises, they were too high to move. And so they were easily cuffed. Oh my God. Arrested. Yes. The Hernandez brothers, however, ran, and uh, so then an armed standoff began. One of the Hernandez brothers shot back, and then he was killed um, by the police. And then they also found the police uh, during this, like, raid or whatever you want to call it. They found the villagers, and they hid in a cave, basically, like, secured the cave off, and they were just uh, refusing to come out. The other brother, the one that was still alive, he was actually killed by one of the townspeople, but one of the people, members of the cult. Good. Who had, okay, but oh. this member had discovered that this was all a scam. Oh. And he wanted in on the scam. Oh. He wanted to be, mm. um, he wanted to be called a high priest too. Oh. So that he could enjoy the benefits of being a high priest. Yikes. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I took away my good. Yeah, so he that's why he killed him. Not because he found out it was a scam. And he's like, this is wrong. How dare you do this to he's all like, of us? He's like, let me in on this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's how the other Hernandez brothers perished. And so finally, the standoff was like over at some point. The two Solis siblings were both arrested in the beginning of this. The two Hernandez brothers were dead and they forced the townspeople out of the cave. Some of them were also arrested. The townspeople? I mean, I guess they did commit crimes. They did yeah. incest. Um, and... I, I mean, they were victims, but I don't think the police knew this at the time yeah. anyway. Um, they were just like, why are these people drinking blocking blood? Off, uh... um, yeah, why are they blocking off them? Why are they blocking themselves off in a cave? Like, okay. That's guilty. Mm-hmm. So in the cave, they found the bodies of Sebastián Guerrero and the police officer. Oh. And the police officer, his heart was missing. Uh, so they were he probably was probably used in a ritual yeah other sources say that uh there was no standoff um so i don't know what to believe when there's conflicting stuff like this and then there was also another source that said both sebastian and the police officer were missing their hearts um most of them were the same though that only the police officer was missing his heart but Along with Sebastián Guerrero and Luis Martínez, the police officer, another six dismembered bodies were oh found. Oh, my. <sighs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, everyone was basically arrested. Some times people were let go. Some of them were actually, uh, what's it called, imprisoned for 30 years uh, because they refused to testify against Magdalena, Magdalena Solís. Oh, I forgot they weren't dead. They were just high and they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they refused to testify against her because this was their goddess. And they oh were still, God. again, I think when you find people in situations like this, you have to help them. Well, yeah, they had to be deprogrammed. Yes, exactly. And so these people were not deprogrammed. So, yeah, they're not going to testify against her. It's like the people that still defend uh, that. What's his name? Jeff Warren. The Nexium guy. Also him. Yes. Nexium guy. Yeah. Yeah. All these cool people. 
So yeah, um, they didn't testify against her. And then her brother, uh, Magdalena Solis and her brother received a 50-year sentence for the deaths of the boy and the police officer. Um, They were the only ones that they were charged with. But this is the 1960s in Mexico. It's important to know that the maximum sentence is 50 years. Okay, so they got the maximum. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that, that all the other podcasts that covered this didn't know. They only got 15 years. Yeah, mm. they only got, I can't believe they only, yeah, it's a little bit. But you know what? The po- Las Poquianchis, who murdered like a yeah. hundred something people, you know what they got? 50 years. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? We La Pistolera? Oh, yeah, no, she got more because it was more. It was, I was it after was this already. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she escaped. Yeah, I remember that. That was like one of my favorite stories, honestly. <laughs> that was wild. I was dying during all of that. No, what's her name? She The house became haunted. She killed her children and the house is now haunted. It's in Mexico somewhere. We talked about her uh, during the, the episode that we did with uh, Paranormal Putas. Hmm. That's the house we talked about. And I just can't remember her name. I it don't was, remember it's in, the story. It's in Querétaro. Oh. But she got 50 years because that's the maximum sentence. So yeah, that's why they got 50 years. Um, sorry about the stomping. My other child is in here now. So yeah, so some of the townspeople were prosecuted for the other six people that were found dismembered. Some of them were the ones that did it. I I mean, but you know, they were also brainwashed. Yeah. Or I, mean, I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, they were doing this because and you know, a lot of them also like their daughters had been taken away from them. What if they thought the only way to get them back yeah, is to continue to, in this cold. There's like yeah. a lot of levels to this that some people kind of like nuance ignore. that the people people didn't. Yeah. 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 It's believed that at least 16 people were killed during the rituals, um, you know, along with the six members, dismembered bodies they found and the police officer and the boy. The fate of Magdalena and her brother, it's not very clear. They either served their whole sentence and got out and lived because they would have been like in their 70s or 80s when they got got out okay or they died in prison like there's just no information oh wow about their what happened to them yeah um so either one could be true i don't know which one but yeah that was the high priestess of blood okay i definitely see what you said in the beginning about like what was what what was their end goal here because these people really didn't have that much money to give them but i think it was just yeah that uh power power yeah Wow. I mean, this was just wild because why? But, you know, scammers and people like this have a different kind of mind and morals than us. So that's what we don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, they do what they do. (laughs) Also true. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, I just uh, I wanted to share this and kind of give it the lens of um someone covering it that is not white because that's all i've seen people covering it and then yeah there's just a lot of things that they don't get or the nuance of it all i guess is missed also weird that they i guess i just didn't care because the yeah they like really just mix mythologies there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah yeah um also people that cover this then are like oh yeah the aztecs were like horrible it kind of gives it way to the stories of how horrible, quote unquote, horrible the Aztecs were. Yeah. Because they were doing all this stuff. Um, but no, the what Magdalena Solis and her and she was what she was making people do. That's not what they were doing. So that was no one's tradition. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is my cue to end this episode. Um, He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Para. Yeah. Basta. <laughs> um yeah, well no. before we go do you have any spooky recommendations um i don't think i've watched anything spooky in a while i don't even remember what's the last thing i i watched i've just been re-watching schitt's creek oh no spooky podcasts books nothing well speaking I, of books no <laughs> uh are you where are you about... on our book club? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like in chapter six <laughs> okay you've read two chapters since the last time you guessed it <laughs> yeah not yeah. bad. Not um, bad. Maybe I'll do some reading today. Okay. Again, people, our book club book is Gods of Jade and Shadow. One day we will finish it. One day we will have a book club episode I on am, it. Um, I want to talk about it. So I want to finish it. I'm just like <laughs> so bad at sitting down. And I even said, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to 
just gonna buy the audiobook and finish it that way but then i'm like no why are you gonna waste money when you have the fucking book right there yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna do it okay okay uh yeah mj said she was like on chapter a little further than you oh. but not that far the ahead either, so <laughs> um so yeah it's fine you guys are the busy moms i'm the <laughs> no hey you're busy too uh, your work is insane so I'm oh my god and this noise. last week was wild so yeah you're right you're right yeah um what were you saying though before i cut you off mm, <laughs> damn i forgot did, oh did you have i was just gonna say when you said podcast that i uh -huh. listened to um i started well i listened to a few episodes only of um relatos de la noche but i was oh. too scared <laughs> it is I'm saying okay, when I yeah. can actually pay attention and listen to what the story is about, I'm too scared to listen to it like at night, like at home. Yeah, it is so scary. And then I was I started listening to it at work while I'm typing, but I can't like fully pay attention so that I miss details. But I'm like, OK, well, you know, well, whatever. I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that's that's a very scary one. But it was good. Um, and I think I listened to another one. Oh, no, I didn't listen to another one. I just find I for a while I was listening to Susto and then I um, started listening to other stuff. And then I finally got back to Susto. So <laughs> oh, Susto's <laughs> those are good. Too, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I just have trouble listening to one. Like I prefer conversation ones. I think that's another reason why it takes me so long to um, get back because I like Susto and I like the other one. I just really, unless it's like a reporting style, mm. then I, I, I get have a hard it. time get getting it. into one person. Yeah. Some people are one podcast listeners. Yeah. Some people are like, I need more than one person, but not like five. I need like a conversation uh, style. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. I do. Those I are do. My favorite. As long as it's a scary or true crime, I'm fine with solo. But I'm fine with true crime, but like, because it's like a reporting style. But scary yeah, stories are more like you. a narrative. And I yeah, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too scary. <laughs> yeah. I have been watching, it's not spooky, um, but it is a paranormal show. It's called People of Earth. It's on Hulu. Is that the one you talked about last week? No, that oh. was Ghosts in the Hood. I was That's trying to like, find that one. I forgot what it was called and I forgot oh, to ask you. Because you said it was on Hulu. Yeah, that's Ghost in the Hood, okay. and that's like Ghost Adventures in the Hood, basically. And you said you um, couldn't tell if it was like, I don't know if it's para parody <laughs> or if it's like really supposed to be happening because it's so funny, <laughs> but it's also creepy and it's I love it, I loved it, but there's only one season. Um, no, I've been watching People of Earth. It's like this guy who gets abducted by aliens, and then he becomes you know an experiencer, and then he goes to this little town to try and figure out what happened to him, and he joins. <laughs> And he joins like an alien support group. Oh, <laughs> and Oscar from the office is in it. Um, I love Oscar. Yeah, I love he's a he's not a super important role, but he is um, has a big role in the, in the show. So, yeah, it's a good show. I'm like on season three already. Um, but yeah, that is it for us this week. MJ, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Anything else you want to add before we go? Um. I would just want to um, plug our podcasts. So uh, me and Christina have two podcasts. Novelas con Cafecito is a podcast where we rewatch the telenovelas of our childhood slash adolescence uh, and talk shit about them as we recap the episodes. So far, we've only talked about Teresa, but we have a few episodes about um, Selena, the series, the Netflix series. That was really fun and to some, talk uh, shit about. That um, was so fun. Rosa also, de Guadalupe. Rosa de Guadalupe. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And sometimes we all do random episodes like that. But yeah, right now we're finishing, trying to finish Teresa. Teresa. Yeah. Um, and then we have Historias Unknown, which is a podcast where we talk about Latin American history, like unknown Latin American history topics that are not talked about as much. Yes. Yeah. Um, things we've discussed, uh, the Ponce Massacre, the El Mosote Massacre. Our latest episodes have been about El Salvador. Oh, yeah. Not all topics are like involving revolutionary dogs. That, that was, was a fun. fun one. Yeah. You know what was fun, too, because it's something I never really thought about because, you know, I'm a straight cis person. But uh, when we talk when you talked about the LGBTQ revolutionaries from the Mexico. Oh, the Mexican War. Revolution. Yeah, yeah. No. Was that the revolution? Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. so. That was yeah. interesting. That was fun. 
But yeah, if you're into those things, then I recommend you listen to. Yes. Oh, and it is very much like this this style of podcast where we tell each other about it and react. It's not like a narrative or anything like that. Yeah. So FYI. (laughs) And we try to present it as lighthearted as possible. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes that's hard. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. My children are being a mess. So I must be going now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You... 17th century orphan yes <laughs> so um i don't know if someone comes by and promises you gold from caves please be a little reluctant if someone says that they're a priestess but they're of co- Guadalique, they're co-whatever <laughs> priestesses <laughs> that's not a word are not from the same <laughs> the same mythology uh, red flag run <laughs> yes the red flags um Stay a spooky. Don't <laughs> join cults. We'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to the spooky supporting us on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash spooky tales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out CultivatePodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our Spooky merch. We have Spooky shirts, we have No Mamas shirts, and we have a cool hat that I just added. It's like a baseball hat, not like a hat hat. Um, we also have a beanie in there, and they just say Spooky on there, but I'm a big fan of the hat. It says Spooky in Old English letters, and I love it. I wear it every day, not because I want to go around repping the podcast, but it's comfy. It's a great hat. Can go to spookytales.com slash store. I'm always adding new designs. But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky.